Welcome to the Stockman Grass Farmer Podcast, where our mission is to help create a healthy planet and people through profitable grass-based livestock production. Grass farming is a 24-7 job and you can't always get away, so we've put together this podcast so that you can listen while you work or whatever you're doing, but always on your schedule, whenever and wherever you want. Be sure to check out the episode notes for links to freebies and special offers. Join our email family and stay up to date on our happenings and like us on social media. This is part two from the beginning session, Take This Farm and Love It, from the Grazier's Business School with Joel Salatin and Steve Kenyon. Be sure to check out the show notes to learn more. Thanks for listening. All of us have our, the thing we, we really jump in and want to do, no problem with procrastination. And then we have those things that we really don't want to do. And when we start looking at what's my weak link, what do I need to do, a lot of times if we make a list of here's what I really want to do, here's what I really don't want to do, chances are the things on top of that don't want to do list is probably what you need to do most. So, I, I mean, I'm very transparent right now in our business, you know, the thing I know that I least want to do is deal with this crazy social media, website, all that stuff. I know it's the most important thing we got to do right now because we got to stay current. We got to stay, you know, um, uh, you know, in the marketing school, we, you know, we talk about uh, the closer your website and your and your online ordering system looks to Amazon, the better it is. That's the new standard. So every every deviation we make from from what looks what, what things look like on Amazon is a, is a, is a customer hurdle. It becomes a, a a pain point for customers because that's what people are used to. And so you know I I hate that. So now I don't know how to do it, but I've got to go. What I've got to do is find the partner, the geek, right, that can do this. I don't want to do that. I don't talk the language. They start using this jargon. I don't know what all this stuff is, you know, and you just clearly throw these terms around. Everybody in this, y'all get where I'm going? But, but, but I know we have to do it. I know we have to do it. Fletcher, I'm sure in the newspaper, you know, you know there are things that, you know, that you need to do with that and, and, I don't want to do it, you know. And but but uh, but that's really that's really important to understand as as an assumption. The thing that I least want to do is probably what I need to do most. Now, those are our assumptions, and we lay them out. We're transparent about them. That's where we're headed in these two days. Okay, that gives us a, a kind of a, an operational direction. Now, we're going to jump right into something that's really practical, and that is defining your mission. We started the class going around, you know, asking uh, everybody, you know, who you are, where you're from, what you want out of the class. And uh, one of the, probably the single most important contribution that Alan Savory has brought to the world is the necessity of a mission statement. Here's why. We've already established 
We're going to be talking about building teams. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about collaborations. We're talking about a second pair of legs. All right, I've said that in numerous ways. I hope by now everybody realizes that by the end of this two days, I want you to, to look forward to building, adding a person to your, to your situation, whatever it is, all right, rather than, man, I don't want to deal with another person. You know, people, they hurt you. They don't show up. They, you know, they sue you. They, you know, whatever. Um, and so, so we're, we're trying to allay some of that. So your success is going to depend on working with someone else. But if you want somebody to get in the car with you and go somewhere and you don't know where you're going, it's hard to get them to get in the car with you. <laughs> I mean, if I say, hey, Kent, you know, let's get in the car. We're, what's your first question? Where are we going? Where are we going? Absolutely. Where are we going? All right. And if we don't know where we're going, it's going to be really hard to get anybody else to go with us. You follow? And so that's where this mission statement, because this mission statement defines the destination. And if we don't have a destination, we can't make a roadmap between, uh, to, to get there. Okay? And so... That roadmap, that destination, defines not only positively where we're going, it also defines, by default, what else? Where you're not going. going. Alan Nation used to say, he said, a business is defined more by what it says no to than what it says yes to. Because all of us are tempted, right? Because we've got that whole parcel of brochures out on the hotel bed <laughs> that we just picked up from all the vendors, right? They're all looking at us. Buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, right? Uh, or, or do this for me, do this for me, do this for me. I mean, my goodness, we've got, we've got people that, that, that they want us to do everything for them. Um, and, and you have to pick and choose. I mean, for three years, we, we started hear, hearing people. You know, we've been in this a long time. When we got into raising chickens. <clears throat> I'll be very sexist for a moment. You know, every woman was born with a cut-up chicken DNA. I mean, it was like swimming in her DNA. She knew how to take a knife and cut up a chicken. All right? And we, I mean, when, when we started, you could not go to the grocery store and get boneless, skinless breasts. Can you imagine a day when you couldn't go to the grocery store and get a boneless, skinless breast? You know, you had to go get a chicken, take it home, take a cutting board and a knife, and you had to cut it out, right? And then here came boneless, skinless breast. Well, you know, what got you here won't get you there. And so here we are, and we're hearing customers, well, I'd buy, I'd buy five chickens, but I don't know how to cut them up. And, uh, and so we, you know, initially you hear the first time say, ah, oh, it's a crackpot. You know, it's just some, you know, convenient, you know, who cares? Okay. And then you hear it a second time. And the next year you hear it five times. Next year you hear it 20 times. Whew. Suddenly you're, you're pushing obsolescence. Things, what got you here won't get you there. All right. Things start to change. And so, you know, 
three years into this, and I'm quick to admit it, you know, we came to the cut-up chicken like anybody ever have that, you know, that calf you're, you're trying to pull across the corral with a rope, you know, and that calf's all locked up, you know? And I mean, <laughs> it's amazing what a 180-pound person has to struggle with for a 60-pound calf that's locked up, right? I mean, it's, uh, it'd be easier if he just lied down and you could just scoot him across, you know? But boy, when those hooves lock up and stick in, I mean, it's... Uh, it's amazing what a, what a little 75 pound uh, calf can, can do, all right? And so that's the way we were. We don't want to cut up chicken. We don't want to cut up chicken. We don't want to cut up chicken. Why? We got done butchering chickens at, you know, at noon, 11, one o'clock. We've been doing it for three or four. We're tired. We just want to throw them in a bag and, and you know, not do anymore. But society changed. And we woke up one day and half of our customers didn't know a chicken has bones. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, I mean, they thought that, you know, boneless, skinless breast was like, you know, like, you know, you, you went out to the, to the boneless, skinless tree, you know, and, and picked like, like pears and apples, you know, we picked these things off a tree and, and, and we started, you know, you do school tours and the kid gets off the bus and he says, uh, he says, where's the salsa tree? Take me to the salsa tree. I want to pick salsa. I mean, you know, you, you had, the, you had the, the, the mother that sued the New York uh, uh, teacher for telling the kids that milk came from a cow. And a mother sued the school board for false information because we all know that milk comes from a grocery store uh, bought a jug, right? I mean, so as society has gotten wacky and weirdo, all right, um, you know, we had to, we had to, we had to jump in there. And so, um, so we're, 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 we're going to have to change. And, 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 and we, for three years, we said, no, 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 until we realized, oh my, this is affecting our viability. This is affecting our mission statement. Okay. Now we got to say yes. Okay. So it had defined us really nice to say no, but then we had to say yes, because our mission statement is to develop environmentally, emotionally, and economically enhancing agricultural prototypes and facilitate their duplication throughout the world. Now, your mission statement can change. Our first mission statement was make a full-time living on the farm. It's pretty simple, <laughs> okay? Make a full-time living on the farm, you know? And, uh, and, and so your mission statement can change, but your mission statement addresses your objective, where you're going, and it addresses where you don't want to go, all right? So we're going to go through a little practical uh, uh, lesson here of, of getting to the nub of your mission statement. I like to call, I, I like to, to call this, you know, kind of finding out what's in your soul. You can call it what's your dream legacy. I mean, there's a million ways of looking at this thing, but, but uh, having a mission statement, writing it down, putting it on the refrigerator, a prominent place, mine's right on the desk, okay, where you can see that every day. That way you know where you're going and everybody that comes through that door and touches your life, I'm going here. You want to go with me? All right. Every business needs a one-sentence mission statement. So 
at the beginning of this session, we asked all of you, so just as an exercise, <sighs> thanks Steve. All right, so just as an exercise, how do you go about doing a mission statement? So you're looking for key words. Now, if you're alone, you can do this by yourself. If you're married, I suggest you do this with your uh, partner. If you're, but but you know, if, if you're collaborating, whatever. But um, if you're in business, it's good to have all of your people involved in this. Certainly, the leadership team you can go as as far and wide as you want to do. And um, and and Alan uh, always encouraged numerous mission statements, mission statements for your money, mission statements for your relationships, mission statements uh, for your, um, you know, for your, your interests, okay? Um, but we're, we're just gonna deal with one here. How do you do it? How do you actually go about it? And so what you, what you do is you ask the question, what's the most important thing to me? Where do I wanna go? What do I want out of life? What, what, where, where are we headed? And so when we started this class, we asked everybody, what do you want out of here? So we're gonna, right now, we're gonna make a mission statement for this two-day class, okay? We're gonna make a mission statement for this two-day class from what we heard from each of you, what you wanted, where you wanted to go from this class. Everybody with me? So you do it with key words. And, and um, so here, here are the, the key words. Steve was uh, nice enough to write them all down. And so what we'll do is we'll kind of lump these together, okay? So we have, um, we have profit. Okay, let's get those together. We've got the business, all right? Um, we'll put, yeah, we'll put, we'll put these right here, farm full-time. Sticking very good. Yeah, I know, they're not. Um, here's the business, okay. Help run a business. Efficiency, economics. Different stuff, Yeah. Where's life after law? Here's life after trucking. Okay, here, let, 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 yeah, let's, 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 yeah, okay. Balance life and livestock. We'll get those together, okay. All right. Um, okay, so what happens, and, and I suggest that you actually do this. You can do this for yourself. You know, the, 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 the beauty of a brainstorming session is you don't, have to, uh, you don't have to judge your, you know, judge your ideas first. Um, all you're trying to do is, is, is get them on paper, okay? And so, um, so that's what we did here. We just, we just no, nobody was questioning Nobody was questioning, well, I'm not sure that's a very good goal. You know, we were all, yes, yes, bring, bring them on, bring them on. And so, so here's what we've got. So let's, let's think about this. Um, let's, let's make a, uh, I think the blue one is wet erase, just make sure. <laughs> we don't want a permanent jippy mark. Oh. This one's wet how, how, how do we know? I'm going to try this right here. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so obviously this whole, um, 
business from the farm, full-time, full-time farming, that's certainly a huge cluster. The other cluster, of course, is the profitability. So, and, and then we have this kind of um, life, life balance. You know, one of the things that you can't do is you can't, you can't capture every single idea or, or the, it becomes you know, grammatically <laughs> laborious, okay? So what you try to do is, is, is capture the basic concept. And so the goal, um, the mission statement for this school will be to, to, that gets us to the two, to um, create a farm business, to, to Uh, I like that. Thank you. I was going to say acquire, but I like explore better. Um, explore. The ideas. Economics. And efficiencies. Required. To, um, to create full-time profitable full-time profitable how about enjoyable is that okay does that kind of capture this life all right enjoyable Farm businesses. Did we kept to explore the ideas, economics, and efficiencies required to create full-time, profitable, enjoyable farm businesses. What do you think? If we Explore might be a little weak. Is there a brainstorm with, is there a better word there that, explore just sounds like we're all here doing an academic focus group. I, I, think, I think we want more than that, don't we? Let's evaluate. Learn. Define. Pursue. That's a little better. I like where that's going. Discover. Uh, right. Discover. Okay. Um, oh, uh, capture. Yeah, I, I'm looking for something Identify. with a, with a little more, um, a, a little more. Yeah, exactly. Possessive. I, I want to. I want us to leave there here. I mean, one of the one of the words I thought was uh, to uh, assimilate, um, but capture capture is not bad. Um, um, 
identify and define? Inherit. <laughs> we want to create or build this. Yeah, is, it, where's it, is there an eraser here? No. Sorry. Is that a better marker? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is the red darker? I don't know. It's hard to read. It's hard to read. Yeah. It's brighter. Yeah, it's brighter. Brighter. Is it erased too? Yeah, yeah it erases. Okay. It's not Keep thinking here. What's the right word? And, and, and um, I, I don't want to beat this dead horse to death, but I, I do want to wrestle with it enough to, to appreciate um, The objective is to elicit change. We need to leave people yes. different, not yes. just, hey, that's a cool thing, but actually right. something actionable. Right. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we're stuck here a little bit and we're all focused on this because these, th these things don't just happen. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it takes a week, two weeks uh, to... Uh, what's yours, Steve? My mission statement? Yeah. Economic and environmental sustainability for generations. Okay. <sighs> Who here has a mission statement that you can rattle off like Steve and I did? I'm still working on it. Oh, you're still working? Okay, fair enough. But, but, but you're wrestling with it, okay? Fair enough, good. All right, so this, this is good stuff. And, and, and this isn't, trust me, this isn't a gimmick. This is not a gimmick. This is real. This is real. Because this, this is how you get people in the car with you. This is where this starts. Yeah, yeah. Number one, number one. Two. Terry, you're exactly, what we're looking for is the possession kind of idea. To, um, embrace. ah, embrace, um, to own, um, embrace, embrace. That's not bad. Um, and, and you know what? A thesaurus is really helpful here sometimes, you know, to, to get you to the right. Um, but, but, but it's good to wrestle with this. It's worth wrestling because it's so valuable. When you have this, now... To share? No, share is, share is, that's, that, no. How about adopt? To adopt. Or two words. I mm, adopt isn't bad either. So let, let's. So we've got we've got uh, adopt. I kind of like that one. Develop. Um, developing a new way, a mindset. Uh, I think develop is too. That's too like. Or embody. Uh, I liked embrace too, but everybody's with me on the on the, the possessive idea. We're, we're trying to think of something here that will get us to. Um, um, Identify. Acknowledging what they are, and then, and then possessing. Mm-hmm. 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 
find. One of the things you find when you when you do these kinds of things, I know when I developed ours uh, to develop economically, environmentally, and um, emotionally enhancing. Of course, you know me; I'm, I'm a wordsmith, and you know the, all the E's: environment, emotion, economy, uh, enhancing agricultural prototypes, facilitate their duplication throughout the world. Um, um, I worked and worked and worked on that, and what I've found in these. When the right word comes, it's like, oh. yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's it's like it's like obvious. So yeah, Scott. I wonder if the reason we're stuck here is because we're so focused on ideas when the focus needs to be on us here in the room. So what if we shift the whole thing? Many of us are not previously farmers. A lot of the ideas coming out were from corporate America, were from industry. Mm -hmm. So what if we change this? to transform, um, looking for a word here to define us, from this state to successful managers of profitable farm businesses. How about facilitate? We're not a master. Establish. How about acquire? Acquire. Um, I'm I, I'm with you. Um, what's wrong with acquire? Because that gives us do, that combines what he's saying. Yes, that, that, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, 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 to because that speaks to both embrace and. Metabolize. Um, we can't say metabolize because we're not metabolizing it here. We're going to metabolize it when we go home. All right, that's not fair to say metabolize. But um, own is a good one, I think. Own? Um, I like the choir. I like the choir. Okay. Does that work? So let me ask you this: If we if we arrive at if we get here by the end of these two days, will you feel like this was worthwhile? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So good, good. So this this is where we're headed. This is where we're headed, and you did it. I didn't do that. You did it. You gave us you gave us the key words. We just tricked you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you gave us the key words, and this is exactly the way you do it in your family, you know, where, where we have a couple of people. You're going to get together, probably with spouses too. You know, maybe you start, I'm looking at Logan and Fletcher here, um, and, 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 and you start and, and you kind of get a little bit of framework, and then you present it. So I, I don't care how you, you develop this. But boy, if you can get to something where you can, you can hang this on the refrigerator, the bathroom sink, your desk, uh, your, your, your farm brochures. I mean, this is, on our, this is front and center, website, 
all of your all of your social posts, everything. We want the world to know this is our objective. This is our mission statement because mission statement defines everything. From that mission statement flows your the values that you embrace because you don't want to violate any of this. So you know what? You know, at this school, we're not going to talk about how to fly an airplane. As important as that may be. We're not talking about how to change a diaper. As important as that may be. Okay? So this, this, so all of our discussions from this point going forward are going to be centered here. This is our goal. Okay? We all happy to get in that car together? Let's get in that car together, okay? Here it is. Great, good. Thanks for, thanks for going through that. We've got our mission statement. I call this a thesis statement for your life. Um, you know, as a writer, um, uh, probably the best, uh, most uh, life impactful teacher I ever had in school was 12th grade advanced comp teacher, advanced composition. And, um, and we did a lot of essays in advanced composition. And boy, I can still remember her. She was, a, she was a, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful uh, teacher. And she would say, until you can write your thesis in one sentence, you're not ready to write your essay. Why? Because if you can't compress where you're headed, if you can't compress it in one sentence, you're gonna, you're gonna be, you're gonna be all over getting there, okay? And I can tell you, having written, written numerous books, the same thing is true for a book. If I can't say what I want this book to say in one sentence, I can't, you can't start. I've gotta get that idea down to the precipitate of one sentence, and then I'm, then I'm going. And this works, for any business, any place, even a law practice, you can have, you can have this, this um, mission statement. So, because it, 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 it absolutely defines where you are. It defines, it also defines your sweet spot in life. Um, one, of the, one of the neatest um, little illustrations I ever saw was, again, this isn't original with me. I'm stealing this. Um, what you know, what you're good at, and what you love. Right here, is your life's sweet spot, okay? That's your life's sweet spot. Because the truth is, a lot of us know about things that we don't love. I mean, Bruce knows a lot about trucking regulations, um, how to drive a 18-wheeler, I assume, <laughs> and shift it smooth, right? Make that booger, you know, 
get the last ounce of energy going up a hill, right? <clears throat> but it's not his first love right now, okay? So a lot of us, we're in places of life where we actually have mastery of something, but we don't love it. 80% of Americans hate their jobs. Is that not amazing? 80% of Americans hate their jobs. So, so what, what I want us to do is to be able to put more and more attention, and this, and this is what a mission statement helps us to do. It helps us to, to get to this, what, remember what I talked about, Alan saying you should finally get to a place in life where less and less, when you get up in the morning, you have to do less and less of stuff that you really don't like to do. Not because it's not necessary, but because somehow you've arranged things to where people, uh, other people do this that are better at it. I mean, the only reason I was able to say yes when Glenda called me after Alan passed and said, would you uh, uh, take over as editor of Stop Grass Farmer was because Alan, <laughs> I don't know how you feel about it, he had, he had whether he dumped it on you or you voluntarily took it, I can't answer that. Somehow you guys figured it out to where Carolyn began doing way more and more and more of the editorial content. And Alan was just really writing the monthly Alan's OBS columns, column and wasn't laying out the map, wasn't doing all the stuff that he did 30 years prior where he was chief cook and bottle washer, you know. And if it didn't get done, he didn't, if he didn't do it, it didn't get done, right? But you gradually assemble a team. You gradually get people around you to take that. Till by the time he passed away, he was, he was able to put his full attention on just the part that was his first love. And, and had they called and said, yeah, you got to lay it out. You got to find content. You got, I, I, I couldn't have done it. Couldn't have done it. So, um, so this, is, this is really important. Um, so a lot of times we're good at something we, we don't, we don't love, or we know a lot about things that we don't love. I can tell you in our apprenticeship program more and more today, we are getting, um, often college educated, even master's degree people that are five, six years into their, you know, white collar career, earning big money. And they realize what they really daydream about is, I really wish I was out there running that zero turn mower, mowing the corporate, uh, the, the, the corporate headquarters lawn. And then they start, you know, looking and searching and looking for other things. And so, so uh, this is what we're after. I'm not going to spend much time on this next little part. Uh, we're about ready for break. Um, the the. Any questions? Uh, and believe me, this is these two days. Steve and I both welcome questions. This is not lecture. It's uh, we need a lot of interaction here. One of the Scott. purposes of this mission statement is to get laser-like focus on what you're doing. That's right. I found that tends to require a lot of words in order to really hone in on this is what we're doing and why we're doing it. When you and Steve rattled off your mission statements, it was like. 10 to 15 words, 
And I found as I've been trying to craft mine, using that few words, it tends to be really broad and doesn't provide the necessary exclusion of the things we're not doing. Mm. Can you comment on that tension between like really pithy and simple and using more words to get that necessary focus? Yeah, so there is a tension. Yeah, because, because um, there's a tension between clarity and, um, and um, whatever, room to, room to flex, okay? Clarity and spontaneity, if you will, or, 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 um, or um, uh, flexing capacity, all right? And so, you know, I told you our first one was make a full-time living farming. And we didn't even define do it without chemicals. We didn't define it do it grass-based. Um, and so, you know, when a neighbor said, can you help me build a, uh, build a fence? Um, I said yes, uh, because that helped us be on the farm full-time. I mean, it wasn't our farm and it wasn't our fence, but it, it was, you know, it, it fit that. Um, there certainly is tension there. I, I, I mean, I don't, I, don't have a, I don't have a magic answer. What I do know is that you don't want this to be some big, long, convoluted thing. Some people, I've seen some mission statements, they're a paragraph long. And they don't, they don't work. They don't work. You, you get, yeah, Steve? Uh, maybe the answer to that is our mission statement can be simple and, and to the point. That gets them in the car. Yeah. Okay. From there, right. you might have a vision statement with more yeah. details, more description on where you're going. But get them in the car first, yeah. and then we can explore. For example, Scott, if you look at our website ever, we have this mission statement, and then we have 10 immutable values. Okay? 10-point immutable values. And, uh, and so that's exactly what Steve's describing. This gets them in the car, and then, and then these are signposts along the way that we're going to see that we're going to be a part of as we go along the road. So... Um, I, I think I think in general, the mission statement needs to be pithy and 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 pretty concise. Certainly fewer than you know 20, 25 words. Okay, something that you something you don't have to take a breath halfway through the sentence to say. All right, and you can say it in one breath. And, and then, and then, yeah, and then you can dangle. You can dangle other things. It can be value statements, vision statements, whatever, uh, enterprise statements. Uh, in fact, in the last year, um, we've actually tried to create an objective for every single one of our enterprises. The because we were we were um, as our as our staff and our our people increase. Uh, you start getting a little more tension, you know, like, like the beef. Well, how, how much impact do we want? How much do we leave? You know, and those kind of, and so then you start having a tension between daily gain and ecological, uh, ecological uh, successional development, you know, and those things. And so, um, so e even, even each enterprise objective can have its own kind of um, goal. Okay, great, great question. Anybody else have a question on that, on that exercise? All right. So this is this is from uh, Darren uh, Dougherty, who um, who hopefully will have his book out soon. Um, but I've known him for twenty years, and he's Australian. And um, I, I like to put this in just because 
These are things that all of us deal with on our properties to understand that we have a, that we have a, a context of production. In other words, in Virginia, I'm never going to grow oranges. That's just not going to be my thing, okay? And, um, and I probably won't grow giraffes either. Um, and so <clears throat> in this, in this uh, 10 points of permanence, these are things that you can't change all the way to things that you can change easily. And so the first thing that you can't change about your place is your climate. You can't change your climate. Much as you might want to, you can't change your climate. Um, you, you, know, you can't change your, your geography, okay? You can't change uh, where you're located. If, you know, uh, that's, that's pretty settled. Um, but as you move forward, you can start you can start really affecting things. You can affect your water. You can obviously, you know, you're going to change your access. Um, and, and when you get all the way down here to uh, fencing, you know, you can change that really easily. You can change soils. Uh, people are always asking, you know, I got this rock pile. I got this weed patch. Um, the beauty of, of all that is that you can change that very, very dramatically, pretty fast, actually. And, um, and I'm not going to belabor all that. I just, I just, this is such a, such a valuable thing of, of unchangeable to most changeable that you can affect to help you to understand where you are in your, in your property context. And then, um, and then as we go to break, uh, just want to mention this, your interest. You also have, so you have this kind of land-based property where I am context, all right? But then you also have an interest context. And, you know, this is, this is all part of, of finding this for you. I can tell you most people don't have equal interest in animals and plants. Typically, we gravitate to one or the other. You don't, you don't see first-class uh, livestock grazers who are also first-class apple orchardists. You, you just don't see it. Well, why? It's because, it's because our capacity to develop mastery, you can't be a master at everything. You just can't, okay? I mean... I was just at the at the farm where you live fair in uh, South Carolina the last uh, over the weekend, and um, I, I I could just sit for hours and watch these um, blacksmiths, you know, that that have their little setup, you know, and they're making ornamentals and stuff, you know, they've got their little uh, butane, you know, little uh, forge going there. I just find it fascinating to watch them shape that metal, you know. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't I don't have time. I don't have time, at least I don't think I have time. I don't have enough love for it that I'm willing to, to sacrifice enough to learn how to do it, but I enjoy it, you know. And, and so your interest, you tend to gravitate. So don't fight your interest. Um, how many of you are familiar with the business series Strength Finders? Strength Finders? Good, all right. Um, the whole notion of that, you know, is that you leverage your strengths, you don't try to compensate for your weaknesses. And, and, and a lot of us have grown up, well, you don't, you know, you don't do this well, so you need to work on that. And the whole idea of StrengthsFinder is you get farther faster 
leveraging your strength than trying to overcome your weakness. Now, I don't want this to be a, an excuse. Well, I don't talk very well, so I'm never gonna talk to anybody. You know? uh, don't let this be an excuse. But if you really, you know, my wife, Teresa, you know, she, one-on-one, -on -one, she'll talk your ear off. But she doesn't like this, what I'm doing, okay? But you come visit one-on-one, -on -one, get out on the back porch, you'll never leave, okay? She's a great conversationalist, but she's not, she doesn't like audiences, all right? So there's no sense in her taking joining Toastmasters and starting to learn how to publicly speak. She doesn't need to. It's not a weak link in her life. And she's got me and I enjoy it, okay? And so there's no sense in complicating, in, in, in complicating your life, agonizing over something you really don't have an interest in. So if you're not interested in orchard, but you'd like to have apples on your place, Find a, find a partner to do it. And, and that's, that's absolutely what we're going to be dealing with in this. Um, commodity versus artisanal. You know, um, some people just want to produce and grow commodity stuff. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Harvard Business Review did an amazing set of articles um, of craft versus commodity. They made, they made a list of characteristics of craft versus commodity. And the thing that, that I, I'll, I'll never forget, the, the bottom line of the study was that you have to stay in your lane. If you're going to be in a commodity business, stay in commodity business and enjoy it. The problem is, because there are plenty of people that make money in the commodity business, <laughs> and if you want to be in a craft business, that's fine too but stay in your craft lane. The problem is that a craft person who, who starts to adopt commodity things like you know, reduced margins, uh, scale, homogeneity, lack of differentiation, um, those kinds of things, they start losing their edge as a craft and the commodity person that tries to paint themselves as craft, they, don't, they, can't, they can't break into the craft thing. So stay in your lane, and it's okay to be either one. If, 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 if you leave here and you never want to sell anything to an individual, you're not going to disappoint me, okay? That's fine. If you want to have, you know, 2,000 cows and, um, and, and, and sell all the calves at the sale barn and be a least cost producer, I mean, that was the beginning of Stockman Far Grass Farmer Magazine, you know, was the grass farming and the management allowed us to be a least cost producer in a commodity program. It wasn't until 10 years later that Allen started introducing the direct marketing approach and offended a lot of the old, you know, geezer ranchers. But, but, this, but he realized the potential of a brand of direct marketing. Uh, raw wholesale versus direct marketing, same kind of thing. And just, you know, small versus large. You, 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 can, you can absolutely make a viable business living being very, very small or being very, very large. So look at, look at, what, look at what your context is. Look at where your interest is. Some people, um, you know, there's a, there's a book out, it's called uh, Small Giants. It's a wonderful book. 
small giants. And it's about businesses that have a large footprint and have elected to be small. In a lot of ways, that's us. I've been courted by people that wanted to do, uh, you know, make us, you know, the pasture poultry, you know, Purdue Farms. Um, uh, franchise. I don't know how many people have come to us saying, you need to franchise. I have no interest in franchising. I have no interest in building an empire. I want, I want thousands of successful duplications, all right? That's, that's just me. But if somebody, you know, like uh, you know, uh, Paul Grieve, I think, in, in California, sold his pastured poultry, did the pastured bird, uh, he sold to Purdue Farms, they now have a pastured bird. People are all, oh, it's okay. There's room for everybody here. Trust me, Purdue is not going to put your local pastured poultry producer outfit out of business. Ain't going to happen, okay? And so small versus large, it's okay. It's okay to, to want to, to stay small artisanal craft and have your own brand and direct marketing thing. And it's okay to say, well, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to scale either direction. But know where those interests are. Know where those interests are. And so, so that you don't get caught up in temptation. Because uh, there's all sorts of people out there with, I've got the idea for you, Tony. I know exactly what you need to do, right? You know, 85% of all the decisions farmers make are based on the advice of a salesman. Do you know that? 85% of the decisions farmers make are based on the advice of a salesman. Seed, fertilizer, animal, genetics, equipment dealers, my goodness, you know, um, everybody's out for, for a piece of your action, right? And so you need to know where your interests are and, and hang with them, being defined and bounded by your mission statement and know right here where this is. Hope you enjoyed this presentation. Well, check out the episode notes and always remember the advice from cows and be outstanding in your field. See you next time.